experience. Nothing. Not even dreams. He's after us in our dreams. Dreams are real. You know, dreams can't hurt you. They're just dreams. Sweet dream. No bad dreams about Aunt Maggie. But my dreams aren't like yours. That's why they're called dreams. Dreams are not real. She lives in my dreams. Welcome to another episode of Screen Dreams. I'm your host, Cyrus Haley, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Daniel Ferguson. How are you doing, Dan? Hello. Yes. Pretty good. Good, good. Today, uh, today the film we are discussing, talking about, is Agnes Varda's 1985 film, Vagabond, or as it's known by its French title, which I think is a much better title, sans toi ni loi which means without without a roof and without laws so with no home and no law here is a clip And we're back. Dan, this was your choice, so I'll let you lead the show on this. Um, obviously, we, neither of us have seen, had seen this one. No. So it was a first viewing for yep. both of us. Um, how did it go for you? Uh, I thought uh, I was really impressed, actually. I thought it was a really interesting film. Pretty simple on the surface, but I think as it went along, it uh, it touched on a lot of really interesting things. Touch saying it touched on some things is quite a good way to put it because it it's um it 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 reminded me a little bit of Into the Wild. Have you seen that? Um, don't maybe I did watch that years ago. I don't can't say I remember it too well though. Is it with the the animal people? No, no, no that's no. where the wild things are. Um, no, oh. <laughs> uh, into into the wild. Um, is it the one where uh, oh. Nick Cage is doing an Elvis? No, that's Wild at Heart. Um, uh, into the wild is the um, is about the guy who goes, um, you know, into the wild. Yeah, Christopher uh, Christopher McCandless. McCann- yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah. yeah, Sean Penn directed it, didn't he? Indeed, that's the one. Yeah. Well, I read, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't much of a fan of that because of the the book was so good. Right, I'd never the read the book by John Krakauer is really, really nicely done. Um, so I thought the 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 film the film was uh didn't didn't quite have the same uh magic as the book. Fair, fair enough. But the, uh, I, I'm not huge on the film. There are bits of it that I do quite like, but uh, this kind of um. It kind of that kind of gave me that I well the structure of it the way it's like she's uh, touched all of these people in their lives in a certain way along the way and there's a kind mm. of they're recounting meeting her almost like a documentary and starting with her death yeah. being quite a good choice um, especially when the second half comes around because you know she dies in a ditch. And it's just slowly, yeah. and it's like that that slowly, you know that's where it's going. And that becomes more and more of a of a bummer, actually, as it goes. Um, 
but yeah, she touches yeah. all of these little people's lives um, and affects them in kind of a, yeah an interesting way. Is that kind of what you meant? Um, uh, sort of, yeah. I, that's one of the things that I did point out that when when she does have interactions with people, they it it causes them to reflect on their own <clears throat> lives. Yeah. Uh, um, which is interesting in itself, but it's what's also interesting is how the film shows that. And I thought that was really nicely done. Um, mm. So yeah, few, few, few of sort of the techniques of the, the, fr the French new wave mm -hmm. sort of brought in, sort of breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. I things like those. that. I liked that a lot. I thought that gave it, it was weird. The breaking of the fourth wall because it, it, it just kind of did two things at once. It made it feel real in the sense that, with certain characters, uh, ex basically excluding the the maid character, when they f spoke mm -hmm. to camera, it sort of felt like it was uh, an interview after the fact of going, this girl has died in a ditch near your town. Did you know her? And some of them go, yeah, actually, I did. It's, it feels like almost like a news reel interview. Um, yeah. Whereas with the, with the maid, it feels a lot more French New Wave. Yeah, it did. And the interviews that people were having didn't really have much they didn't make any sense really in a real in in terms of like real world sense it felt more like the film sort of slipped into dream logic mm. yeah when it wanted to yeah um so that was interesting yeah i think i think her like the character was really interesting uh to follow because you're you're really seeing the world through through her eyes, her perspective, and uh, yeah, it challenged a, a lot of people who she came across. It, it caused them to uh, it caused them to look at their own life and and yeah. in in all sorts of different ways. And I thought that was the real real driving force behind the film in in many ways. Mm. Um, and it and it brings up and because they, they were also they have all sorts of questions, don't they? variety mm. of different questions like whether their relationships in their own life are genuine whether yeah. they would want that sort of freedom um mm. some people had thought about thought about her in a much more quite negative way um yeah i mean her her situation even though she didn't carry herself as a vulnerable person i mean she was vulnerable Mm. Um, in many respects, like sleeping outdoors, sleeping, you know, sleeping in a tent. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, there was that, uh, sort of, uh, male hypocrisy that was, was, was coming, like coming up quite, quite a few, you know, a few times. Um, it was, it was, it was like the, the males characters who, who would take advantage of her and her situation yeah um so but then also she you know she did stick around with that dirty hippie guy you know because he had pot so you know and he and then he has that little like little sort of moment to himself yeah. on the train going you know she was super nice when i when i still had the the, the weed but now when i run out she she bounced so there yeah. there, there's there she, there is not completely one-sided there is a little bit of like she's also using people too that's true yeah the 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 all not all the male characters were totally despicable but yeah. i'd say the majority of them were 
Um, yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, and she, yeah, she was quite, a, she was quite the opportunist in terms of mm. when the going was good. She, that's when she kind of felt like I think a situation was good. She was uh, sort of hanging around, and then she was pretty quick to bounce when, yeah, when it, uh, when it, when it's when it started to sort of not seem so appealing. So there was that kind of side to her, but. Mm. Her 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 motivations were left quite mysterious for the for I the entire that was a really film. Good touch, yeah. You don't know how much she's lying about her family or about anything. You don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't know anything. Yeah, she seems to really enjoy her own company. Um, she seems mm. to 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 live life on her t- her own terms. Seems to be like her number one priority. And she's like, totally fully determined uh, to do mm. that. Which every, you know, I think is everyone would agree that's quite an ad- admirable quality. Yeah. So you can't you you do kind of have that sort of respect for the character. Um, well, there's there's an element. I mean, obviously, this film is kind of basically. Uh, to put it really basically loneliness versus freedom and uh, yeah i thought of that chris christopherson line you know uh freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose um yeah so, that feels that definitely feels appropriate uh, yeah so definitely. that so it's like that that that's really what it's about and and what it kind of made me think about her character <clears throat> because um I've spent quite a lot of time in France. I've spent quite a lot of time in southern France, where most of my time in southern France, where this is set, uh, in the little sort of farming villages and stuff. And it's um, the vibe there is very weird. It's very the old folks are very um, still very proud of France, right? In a way, in a way that kind of made sense. Uh, or I don't know. I wasn't alive, so I don't know how much sense it made. But it's like when. Um, when Orson Welles was moving to Paris, you know, and Audrey Hepburn lived in Paris and it was like, you know, new wave, cutting edge. It was all like, yeah, yeah, there was this mm. kind of like France was really, yeah, in terms of the art, it was re- a really a epicenter and a big deal. Uh, by the time 1985's rolling around, you're starting to get these, um, uh, you know, there's not really a right word for them. They're kind of like grungy kids who sort of live out on the street and basically are this vagabond character and there's this kind of um uh i i you know i think a lot of french films that i've seen around this era late 80s early 90s that come post french new wave are really at their core battling with this sort of idea of the lost glory of France and what does it mean that our youth are no longer reading, you know, Figaro in cafes, smoking cigarettes and talking about revolution. They're on the streets wanting to do fuck all and just smoke hash. Um, I I can't help but feel that that is actually it. Not, and I'm not saying it's like a judgment. I'm not saying Agnes Varda is going, you know, uh, 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 Mona is scum or whatever i think she's just uh uh examining it and and Mm. thinking about that and and yeah because i'm aware of this the southern 
French sense of sort of lost glory of the old days. I kind I sort of feel that a little bit with with her character being representing this sort of new wave, new new generation of kids who don't feel the la gloire as it's called the glory la gloire de France the the glory of France you know okay wow wow well, that's 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 quite a reading to be honest because I was that's I've I felt like I don't know yeah okay well <laughs> I think location is very very interesting mm. um I think it almost feels like she is the vehicle to explore the towns mm. the landscape yeah. Totally. Um, that you and it is very. It's like provincial France. So mm-hmm. in a way, I think you're you're sort of right because, I mean, French New Wave. Everything seemed to be set in Paris, and like mm-hmm. a textbook scene in the French New Wave would be driving around Paris and just filming the sights. I, exactly. I mean, all, I think all, I think yeah. all I think every every one that I have seen has mm-hmm. has that in it. And mm. I mean, I've, I've only seen a few, but it just mm. strikes me as like kind of like the textbook thing. I mean, this couldn't be further from from French New Wave in that sense, in terms of yeah. in terms of geography, in terms of the landscape it's trying to explore, um, yeah. and and wants you to see. Yeah, it couldn't be further from French New Wave. Uh, and if and somehow there is those kind of parallels being drawn with that period of time. And the landscape, and somehow a symmetry with the character itself. I think I think that's definitely true. I mean, you have to feel that. You have to feel that just from the way the film is made. I think it's definitely true. Yeah, I think what what really tipped me off was the um, you know the well the Moroccans and the Tunisian guy especially because they're it's weird. Obviously, I'm coming at this from an angle of of I I do know a lot of southern french people well it's, what's weird is how they're so, that it's like they're hanging on to this france or they're hanging on to this image of france or this idea of france that's like buddy that's that's just not the i mean it's just not the case anymore and you're complaining that there are all these arabs in your town now it's like and yet you're still you, you have this weird sort of pride of what france sh- it's 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 yeah. a weird thing um well that just it so, just reminds me of um the same uh it just reminds me of the same as over here mm. with things like Brexit and things like that. It just, it's a total, it's it's exactly the same. Yeah. Hanging on to this pride. That's like, dude, it's it, that's pride. That pride is got, it's gone, man. Whatever you're proud of is, you know, it's a mem. it's a distant memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Cause I, I, those sort of sort of things didn't even cross my mind at all when watching right. the film. No. So, that's that's pretty interesting. I think I can definitely Yeah, I mean that's that's again that's a nice thing about this film on it's it's quite a simple film on surface mm. on the surface yeah. level but it it touches a nerve. It touches quite a few nerves. Yeah. And yeah, and to, to and yeah, that did, that didn't cross my mind at all. So that's so that's pretty interesting. I can't help I I can't help but feel like there has to be that kind of tension with the French new wave and what it represented because this is way afterwards but obviously you, you should have you seen faces places yeah i did i watched that yeah yeah so you know the ending of that where where agnes goddard 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 just goddard, like, goddard just dicks i mean honestly yeah. 
I'm going to say this on Screen Dreams. I'm not ashamed of it. Fuck Jean-Luc Godard. Um, <laughs> he's a fucking he's a fucking hack. He's a fraud. He's a hack fraud. Um, and yeah. I, 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 I like look. I like certain new wave films. Like you can I can watch Alphaville any day. Okay, yeah. I think, I, and, and like, I like certain elements of Pierre Hulafou, well, you know. I watched Breathless, uh, which is supposed to be like the one that kicked it all off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1960, I, 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 okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's he's okay. Using, he's using some, if, if, if the techniques he's using at the time were completely rogue and he's just sort of gone off and done that, then fair credit, you know, he was, he was a mm-hmm. bit of a maverick in those days. Uh, as a film... I, I didn't I didn't love it. I really didn't. There was some good there was some good parts to it. Yeah, there are good parts. Obviously, there are good parts. Obviously, yeah. But it's a very unpop unpopular opinion that, that you if you say uh, Breathless isn't good. But it's like, look, man, I like you know I like a lot of I actually really like a lot of Truffaut films a lot yeah, more than I, I like um, Godard films. I think Truffaut's got a a pit of the right tone for me. Like it's a little bit less snarky and self righteous and, and and it's like anyway. All of this is to say, I think Agnes Varda's it, it, her films are actually really the best. They they hit me. Yeah. They hit me in a place that I think all of these other fucking pretentious men from Paris uh, were making. Like, don't even come close to to having a. a I don't know if you've seen uh, um, Cleo. Cl- yeah, Cleo from Five to Seven. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I but um yeah, it's supposed to be like uh, like great. her. A classic, isn't it? Yeah, but it is. To be well, to be I, fair, it is. It is shots of Paris. <laughs> that is a lot of it. It's black and white shots of walking around yeah, Paris. But it's fine. Yeah. It's still good. It's still it's still much better than a lot of these supposed French New Wave masterpieces. Um, but I, look, I, was, this, I, this love, not popular, I love the four hundred blows. Four hundred blows was glorious. Top, top I agree. Class. I agree with that, man. That the stealing of the typewriter. Um, yeah, top class. I agree. Yeah. And and yeah, I need to explore Agnes Varda's work more. I mean, mm. part of my choosing this film was, you know, to have an excuse to do that because what the few that I had seen, I was really impressed. And mm. um, yeah, but but you were saying about the the faces places film because I did enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, that definitely echoes an interest in provincial France. It echo echoes this film in that sense, doesn't it? The, yeah, uh, and I think that's what makes her good is that she doesn't have this delusions of grandeur that I think someone like Godard un, unquestionably had. She she doesn't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she has that kind of elitist city city person thing. This might not make it into the pot, but I just want to tell this tell that story. Um, do you remember <clears throat> at the spiritual bar? I, I was we were t- talking to some some guy and and you were you were saying. Oh yeah, well, uh, Cyrus. You know, Cyrus will probably come up north at some point. You know, he he lo- he loves Northerners, right? And it, yeah, we're all having a laugh. It was outside, you know, like we we're having a smoke or whatever. And some guy goes, "What you love Northerners?" And looks me in the eye like I like I've, you know, <laughs> called him a fucking cunt. He goes, he goes, he goes, "What you love Northerners, do you?" And I went, "Well, I mean." You know, I, the one, I mean, what are you, what, what the fuck is this, buddy? And I, I basically, I, I said, I was like, well, I mean, you know, I know Dan, I only know a couple. Dan's all right, you know. Um, and he was like, and he was like, he was like, oh, pff, you know, pff. and I actually uh, quite proudly quoted uh, my favorite line from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is clearly you're as good a judge of human beings as you are a specimen of one. And I actually, I actually said that 
that <laughs> evening and felt really good about it because it was like to a drunk guy hearing a Buster Scruggs line, <laughs> uh, you know, clearly you're as good a judge of human beings, you're a specimen <laughs> one, come out of someone's, he was just like not ready, blindsided <laughs> by that. Um, but yeah, anyway, back, back, to, back to the show. Uh, but yeah, so I've heard even just out and about, uh, you know, late nights uh, in London, weird kind of anti- rural mm. people sentiments from young folks well, i think i think people are considered to be a bit backwards you know they're not as mm. you know uh i think people people go to the big city to get to get away from that kind of humdrum uh sort of thing so i right. don't know maybe they've kind of got something of something to, has something to do with that as well where they don't really want to be associated with those kind of that, that kind of existence uh mm. but yeah i totally feel where you're at i totally i mm. totally do um so i think Ag basically what i'm saying is i think agnes uh was a bit more sensitive to that um to to, to maybe being a little bit of a paris parisian elitist and was kind of like well well made it made an actual effort not not to not to be that um yeah and um, and, and i think actually um the film does uh it does capture a lot of beauty in those scenes in that landscape yeah there is there, it's 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 kind of a strange harsh beauty mm. if you see what i mean it's not yeah it's not picturesque beauty it's more kind of harsh but that kind of gives it it makes it kind of seem a little bit poetic as well mm. but i guess that's Again, you're got you're reverting back to the perspective of the character, and you're looking at the world through her eyes, pretty much. Um, yeah. And that's this is the sort of this is the world that she's navigating. Mm. Um, yeah, and that it it does really uh, it really gives the film a really sh strange but quite unique atmosphere. Uh, I mean, this motif of the old houses and the chateaus just popping up again and again, yeah, as a visual motif uh, in terms of a kind of symbolic vehicle that you could you that it could have you could you could yeah add a lot of things to it. Mm. I think uh, just how they look yeah. is. It's it's pro is very important just on that level alone. Um, I, I, there the line there is a line that she says something like so many so many rooms. Mm. Do you remember? Do you remember the one? Yeah, and then I like and then that it's line, yeah. and then it's cutting to like all these houses. Yeah, uh, that are like boarded up. Um, so yeah, I think there's all there's that kind of uh, access to space. Somebody who has to live in a tent, but yet there's so much. So much room. There's so many old these big houses that are just derelict and and not being used. And it 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 just it highlights the absurdity. Yeah. Meanwhile, the work the workers are all you know. It's nine of those men to a room. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I have a question for you. This is just to get you know talking. Um. Is she lazy? Do you think? Do you think Mona is lazy? I think the film has a, it paints her in an interesting light. Um, mm -hmm. No, it it doesn't fall into the trap of sort of glorifying her in any way. But, yeah. But 
it it does make a, a very strong-willed, likable character at the same time. Um, so, in some people's eyes, she was seen as lazy, mm-hmm. um, or or purpose. You know, she didn't. She lacked purpose. I mean, yes. And the, there's, well, there is the, yeah, there is that one thing, one example yeah. where she is staying with those goat farmers. And it's one of the exam. It is one of the examples where people are um, re- quite kind to her, aren't they? They are. Mm. They they they're really accommodating towards her. Um, yeah, and they don't have to be. No, and um, they give her a bunch of land to make p- potatoes on. because yeah. that's what she said she wanted. They give her a caravan so she can live out on her own and smoke cigarettes, and and yeah. she just sits there and smokes cigarettes and does fuck all all day. Yeah, I'm interested by that because it's it's so easy to say. Well, oh, you know, if I had the opportunities, I would do things. And mm. then this farmer guy's kind of giving her something, and she's not really into it. Um, I thought that was a really interesting choice. I don't actually, I, I agree with you. I don't think the film necessarily is making a, a, a def, a, like a definite point either way. But I did yeah. find that to be an interesting thing that they put in there that she has Maybe. this option yeah. to do well for herself if she wants. Yeah, she did have some chances, didn't she? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was, I would say that was like the, if she did want to sort of s- stay in one place and settle mm. and, and work on something rather than live such a transient existence, mm-hmm. um, that was that was probably her biggest opportunity in the whole film. Um, mm. And and it's interesting in, in terms of, again, going back to what we were saying before, what she reflects in other people. Um, they, yeah. she really irritated them because yes, yeah, they were working really hard. Um, she was sat, sat around reading, well, like reading and, mm. um, she was even sort of nabbing a bit of the food, wasn't she? So she was, yeah. she, I, th- I think she always had, always had one eye on the door ready to move on when things started to go a bit sour which yeah. you see as repeat again and again in in the in that whole film when when things go a bit sour she's she's gone maybe maybe she just told the guy that she wanted to make potatoes but she actually didn't she just she knew that he was the kind of guy that wouldn't take her on unless she showed that she had some kind of ambition but actually perhaps, yeah, had perhaps. yeah had no intention of doing fuck all and was actually just like I'll just hang around here till they kick me out which will be eventually that's that I hadn't thought that 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 seems actually kind of more like her character to me that just to go well I'll just tell yeah. him I want potato and I she think... wasn't expecting him to go well here's some land for potatoes yeah <laughs> yeah there was that yeah that maybe yeah that's that's probably true and you know, there is that opportunism that is sort of there mm. in it's, yeah. because she's been living out on the road for a significant amount of time you can only presume so yeah it's kind of her it's become almost kind of like a survival instinct for her um so yeah 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 but that that was in that was that was a really interesting point of the film as well i thought. I think that was probably my, along with her staying with the tunisian guy probably my favorite bits were, were, were yeah. the sheep herders because he goes listen all of my friends who lived on the road are either dead or junkies mm. it, uh it actually made me think of that Towns line 
living on the road, my friend, is going to keep you free and clean. Mm-hmm. But now you wear your skin like iron and your breath's as hard as kerosene. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, he was talking about how the loneliness, it was the loneliness that get gets them, isn't it? Um, mm. Whereas she didn't really she seem okay. very, she didn't seem very susceptible to that, to be honest. Um, so maybe that was an interesting choice by the film. Um, really interesting character, uh, because you're still trying to figure her out even after you watch the film. And I don't yeah. think the film gives you enough, enough either way to sway you. I think it's always going to kind of leave you with that mystery about what she was doing, what she was, what, what she was striving for, what she was aiming for. Maybe nothing. Cause I think a lot, a few people she met was, didn't didn't think she she lacked purpose i would say she's striving for nothing yeah Um, so and maybe that's sort of quite interesting in itself although actually no actually you know what maybe not because she does try and learn to cut the fucking vines with asum and then asum's like actually no fuck off you got bounce she does try though yeah and you know what that is a kind of an interesting contrast to the scene that we just mentioned with the goat the farmers, sheep because it is, if, yeah. yeah, because she actually d- like maybe because there's no real sense of time scales in in this film. There's no, mm. I mean, we could have just meet the character for the first time, and she could have been on the road for maybe just a few months. So maybe she doesn't. She's not as well seasoned in this kind of lifestyle as. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe perhaps so. Maybe. And there's and there's no, there's nothing uh, to indicate the, the the time frame between one of these incidents and another incident as well. So, no. so maybe that is kind of uh, something that happens in her character where she is sort of getting tired and she does feel like she needs sort of a sanctuary in some way. Mm. And, she squ- she and she squandered more... the opportunity before, and now. With that, with the with the with the the Tunisian, because uh, they're working sort of grape grapevines, aren't they? And yeah, maybe she does see that as sort of a plausible option, whereas she wouldn't have seen it. Bef- she wouldn't have looked at it that way before. But now I she actually is starting- think possibly it might have something to do. Although this may not be the case, um, it might have something to do with the fact that the the you know the Arabs, les Arabes, as the French would call them are outsiders and she feels a little bit more at home with outsiders um than she yep, does with yep. with whites but then again those those goat herders were pretty outsiders too i mean they they were they were kind of had a bit of a gypsy feel to me the especially the wife who was kind of who mm. was going yip yip to the goats she she interesting was wearing a- little scene wasn't it when she was trying to interact with the children and they just didn't want to know i felt like mm. there was because it, it it wasn't just once it can't it happened twice Two separate, two separate. Uh, I think little frames, uh, and I think there was something, something that was trying to be said there. Mm. I kind of, th- I was kind of thinking it was more kind of metaphorical for a life that she would never have, or something. Oh, okay. Do you see what I mean? Kind of a bit on the nose, maybe, but like I. Well, that's just well, well I'm I not sure. I see, I'm not sure. I see what you mean. So what, it's what, actually like, like a, a visual metaphor of her, you know, sort of trying to interact with children. I mean, they mm. and obviously they they were kind of they didn't like it, did they? And it was no. almost kind of like you could maybe see it as an actual visual metaphor for her, even maybe thinking about having children or contemplating that life. 
and oh i see what you mean yeah i don't know i don't know no i like i like that i think that yeah i actually yeah no i see what you mean yeah yeah because obviously you know she's a woman you know let's not forget uh so a big thing in women in women's lives is well when you're gonna have kids you know yeah that's a whole thing and, that is i would imagine and, looms quite large over a lot of women who may not want to have children yeah and that is a big thing in the film isn't it in terms of her presence as a woman and how 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 that then prompts a reaction from other people especially um she's sexually abused at least twice yeah. in the film yeah that we can that we can when, see. when it started and um, if she was found dead i thought i was really praying i was like can we can we please not have any rape in this one well yeah but you know it it tackled it pretty head on yeah, no no I, I, also, I agree also pretty t- oh you know it was also pretty uh honest it was brutally honest and it and and you know, sort of respectful. I don't think it sensationalized anything. So, so it was all. It, I think, yeah. All, although it's, <clears> I just you know, really didn't. I really, I just looking at her. I was just like, I really, really don't want this character to get raped. You know, and it just seemed almost inevitable because you know, like, you know, yeah, so I was just like, fuck, she's gonna get raped for sure. I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, that's like it. Like a a woman solo out on the road is is obviously a lot more dangerous for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. And that and that and the fi- and this film is is gonna point that out. Um, yeah. And then and uh, it so I th- yeah a big, I mean I would say like ninety percent of the the male characters in this film are basically trying to take advantage of her in some way or another. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's but that's kind of a refreshing perspective from a film a female filmmaker such as Agnes Varda ref- refreshing to get her her sort of blunt and honest perspective mm. um yeah so yeah and that was uh yeah that was quite a an important part of the film i think you're right yeah. uh, those 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 kinds of statements yeah um would definitely was was a big big thing um so yeah and it's obviously quite tragic mm. but yeah but that kind of made her character more fascinating because even she she i don't know she 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 was a quite very courageous character in a lot of respects she seemed to um i mean for lack of a better term take it on the chin like as well as one could take being raped in the woods on the chin like it's weird. Like in the next scene, she's smiling about some bread. Well, you do see her but... sort of um, have her low moments as well. So maybe that 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 is the time where she is sort of True. perhaps reflecting yeah. on things a bit. I'm I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm. And and as as far as that actual scene, I said it's not sensationalized, but you don't. Yeah, you don't really see. I mean, it's I mean, that one in that that particular scene in the woods yeah. is. It's horrible. It's horrific, yeah. But he kind of like grabs her, and then and then, but you never know. She, I mean, you kind of can only really assume that what happens afterwards. But it doesn't go into any uh, sort of graphic mm. details. So perhaps maybe she even got away or something. You know. <laughs> so you, yeah. But you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of let you're kind of left to uh, mm. to really kind of sit. You know, it just sits with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, that's but there's there's so there's a lot more to this film than that as well. I mean, there's that obviously plays its part, but um, there is a lot a lot of different dilemmas that um, you know it all it it, it when 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 a character is in that kind of uh, in a vulnerable position, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, it does kind of either bring out tends to bring out either the best or the worst in people. So you kind of basically see both sides of people. You see the good side in people, like the people who sort of extend themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you get indifferent. She hit, she's treated pretty indifferently as well. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, but then you get like, then you see the worst in people as well. It's, it's, uh, mm. it's, it's a similar case to sort of David, uh, the Elephant Man, David Lynch, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. He only see, yeah, a character that only sees either the best or the worst in people, because of who they are. Yeah. So, so the maid, the maid character who who talks at the camera, um, more than any of the other characters, I would say, um, seems to be kind of, uh, you know, the key to all of this, um, in in some way, or at least. Uh, just she's kind of interesting um, because it's her her boyfriend who you know with that fucking with that disgusting mullet who robs who <laughs> robs the house. Also, I loved that he he yeah. was wearing a Rolling Stones t shirt. Absolutely love that. You know, the biggest asshole in the film is ro- wearing a Rolling Stones t shirt. I think I'm gonna do that <laughs> if I ever get to make a, a, a film and I have a real despicable despicable piece of shit. I'll either put him in a Neil Young <laughs> shirt or a Rolling Stones shirt. Um, Neil yeah, Young, no, no, let's not go way. there. Let's not go there. Um, but, um, uh, <laughs> but anyway, the maid, <clears throat> the maid. Um, what did you make of that? That whole that character and her talking to us so candidly about her and, and like like you said with a bit of a bit sort of dream, dreamy quality to it, yeah. a screen dreamy and quality. Yeah, she was sort of one the only character to. Uh, I think she was the only character to break the fourth wall. Um, well, if I remember yeah, correctly. kind I might be of, wrong about that. sort of. There's, there's kind of implied fourth wall breaks, but no one breaks the fourth yeah. wall quite like she does, um, and quite as often so, as she does. But I think she, she was um, quite envious of Mona. Well, that's what I, that's what I wrote down. Yeah, she wishes she had. Yeah, she wishes her love was like Mona's. Um, love with that guy who oh can we touch on the the guy and we'll circle back to the maid because I think the maid's probably going to be where a lot of the meat is but the guy the guy who she she because obviously the maid sees her making out with the first dude she hooks up with who has all the pot and that guy has a chain around his neck uh, with a padlock and he threw away the key now is that just pretentious French like nonsense or uh, did you get any anything kind of meaningful from that? I got that he kind of he was committed to the the, the wayfaring lifestyle, um, and that was it. That's all I got. From yeah, it. yeah. Th- I don't know about that one. It, it it felt like, yeah, it was some. It was symbolic of the lifestyle mm-hmm. in some of ways. his commitment yeah, to, to the, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's the kind of what I thought. So. Anyway, so the cleaner sees the maid sees her making out with chain neck dude and is jealous. I don't think she sees them making out. They they're like sleep they're like soundly sleeping together, aren't they? Oh, like in each other's right? arms. Is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. 
So, and there, and there's that kind of, she in that moment sees, I think some sort of tenderness and intimacy mm-hmm. that is completely lacking from, from hers. Yeah. Um, and in that one moment, she's just like really, really envious mm-hmm. of them both. Whereas she, but little do they know that it's like, little does she know that it was like a transient thing. Yeah. The grass, the um, grass is always greener is one of those like greeting card expressions that I think is one of the truest ones. Like you can always imagine a situation better than your own. Um, and in reality, you might be envious of some of somebody else's situation, but actually, uh, if you were in their situation, you would not uh, be act- as happy as you think you would be, because uh, that comes with its own yeah. set of problems. And it's so you know, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. You know, um, yeah, it's all perspective, isn't exactly. it? And and we only get we only get glimpses, um, and and yeah. That was just a glimpse. Exactly. Um, and then, but she sort of took so much from it, mm. and um, and evaluated. I mean, quite fairly though, because her her boyfriend was treating her <clears throat> very poorly. Mm. So and plus, he listened to the Rolling Stones. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So yeah, these chance en- encounters were kind of like exposing people. Um, Mm. They were, they were expo- like they were, you know. She kind of had a way of like touching a nerve with people, didn't she? Yeah. And and almost and 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 force people to sort of reflect on their own lives, um, challenge almost sort of challenging their life philosophy and and their choices. Mm. Um, she even says, "I don't want to hear your philosophy, man." To the guy, the sheep herder, yeah. who goes, "You should be working." You, you know, we're in the same, and she goes. Well, you're in the same fucking shithole that I'm in, you know. All you do is break your back all day. Um, but actually, I do think there's a little bit of it. It's like, well, no, actually, Mona, you're stealing goat's cheese from them and selling them to hookers in the street. And, you know, just so you can get some, like, you know, some bread. So there is an element where mm. it's like, no, you... you I, I get that you're saying, yeah, you... I don't want to hear your philosophy, but there is an, a small element where it's like, well, also, what the f- who are you kidding? You know what I mean? Like, what? You're yeah. not doing great. You're you're gonna die in a ditch in the next forty minutes. I know that because I've seen it. <laughs> um, so it's like you can hack, act all fucking high and mighty, but you ultimately you you will die frozen in a ditch. So there, the, I, yeah. I don't know how to reconcile that really because I I do get where yeah, she's coming a- from. She's like, listen, fuck you. I don't want to break my back working. Um, yeah, but also it's like, hey, well, th- sorry. What do you want? I mean, what do you expect? Mm. You know, grow the potatoes. Yeah, I mean, mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the same dilemma that you experience as an audience member is always kind of reflected in the characters in the film. Mm. Um, I think people, yeah, people who, I mean, he, I think he, that particular scene that you've just referenced, he was obviously very frustrated yeah. with her. Um, and there's yeah, there's there's yeah, there's a. Uh... I mean, I can see where he's coming from, can't you? Yeah, totally. Can you not, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you're burnt. Totally. You're, you're, I mean, you're, he's... you're leaving cigarettes on the floor of this caravan. That's not even. I mean, it's the kindness of my heart that you're staying in this little caravan on my land, and you you can't even be bothered to toss the cigarettes out or put them out in an ash. You're just sitting there, you know, mm. scummily 
smoking cigarettes, probably reading Voltaire or Marcel Panol or some shit. Like, wh- wh- who do you think you are? What What's going on? Yeah. Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To quote Tarantino um, outside that Starbucks. But then, What's going on here? But then there was also the... Uh, the kind of the really interesting scene of the the lady in the bath, the the tree lecturer who gave her a lift, mm. and who was really nice to her. Yeah, that is but, really. But interesting. when she was, but when she wasn't in her company, while she was like washing and cleaning herself in the bath, she was telling people how how smelly and how dirty she was. Yeah, which again is another really kind of interesting dimension to it. And it's interesting to do um, that scene while she's literally bathing. Uh, like yeah, she's washing yeah. her stink I mean, off of her, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, gosh, it really, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of things going there, on. There is, actually. It's, it's, fi- it's fi- yeah. firing off in all mm. sorts of different directions. I think one of the good things about Screen Dreams is that we just didn't, just in talking through what happens, you end up kind of reaping a lot more gold from from these se- may- maybe seemingly simple films but you end up really reaping gold because because yeah. it yeah it is yeah it's seen it's pretty simple stuff but actually the way she touches all of these people is quite different from person to person and yeah the tree surgeon woman i think has a kind of there's a little bit of a motherly or like a sisterly love thing going on there like she wants to take care of her but also she that she wants to feel better about herself uh by being able to go well look at this yeah. poor young one who's so gone so uh, you know gone so wrong um it's it's weirdly transactional um and that's yeah maybe that is the kind of dilemma that she is faced with as a, as a character she every, every every everybody's land is i mean Everything is always somebody else's property. Everything, everything is always so transactional. Everybody always wants something from you, just just for you being there, just for existing. Mm. That's kind. Mm. This is these are the, this is the kind of thing. These are the kind of um, obstacles that a, a lifestyle like that sort of throws up constantly. Um, so yeah, so you're not yeah, really maybe, free maybe, then. You know, it's 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 like yeah, you're free, but you're not. I mean, you're not. Maybe you can only have a partial sense of freedom. Yeah, like, you're like, almost trapped by your freedom. Yeah, because you have to 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 remain free, i.e., not working that that bullshit receptionist job or whatever it was. She said that she can't be bothered to do. Your which I doubt, which I don't know is true or not. I mm. mean, that you think she you maybe made up all can... of that, like her qualifications and stuff. Well, I think I think there's there's enough doubt. Yeah, you're right. In terms of her character and how she behaves generally, mm-hmm. to for you to not, she's not going to actually disclose anything or be honest with people who she just meets. So that's true. And that's the only that's the only account you get from her is through the these sort of encounters. So I don't think, yeah, it's it's inter- it's interesting because she even admits that she lies to people. Mm. And then she says, "But I'm not lying now." And it's like, "Well, well yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you probably are, you probably though. are, or or you might not be." Yeah. But that's kind of the thing; you can decide yourself, can't you? Mm. You it's 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 a it's your ju- it's like a judgment call that you that you can make about about her as a character, and it uh, that's I think makes it really compelling. 
mm. cohesive film because I think, yeah, you're always quite eager to learn more about her. At the that's in in essence. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, so. Also, I mean, after she she's kicked out of the workers section, uh, you know, from, by by all the guys, um, and she, well, it's actually quite a little bit while, uh, quite a while after, but she she gets another offer from that scummy dude who's trying to get her to go and shoot porn, um, in in Toulouse, in the you know, and and uh, yeah, it's like yeah, you you can come with me, babe, and you know, we'll we'll, we'll make you some dough, and then the way he talks about her, so horrifically on the phone to his mate after she's gone um so that yeah that it's like it's almost it's almost it's like okay look your first opportunity was live in a nice little caravan grow exactly what you wanted and you know go for it and and try and make a little bit of a living and live on this land sharing it with these people who are in a similar situation to you um and they're they're being at the kindness of their heart don't have to do any of this allowing you giving you a shot okay squandered okay well next stage next step down is uh, you know you work with the moroccans and the tunisians and you you know you work the fields uh, it, uh, me is in my opinion that's still a perfectly good that's a good gig and that's that it's nothing to be I ashamed think, I of think she, but i think what's different though as we've already said is she she was pretty open to that sure. opportunity i think she'd i think enough had de- no that's true she developed as a character where she was kind of saying okay you know this this might be this might be pretty good and then it was kind of snatched away yeah i'm not her. i'm yeah that's and true she, that's and she true. was vi- and she was visibly upset by that that is true i mean you don't actually see you don't see her like too rattled or too upset throughout the whole film, but that was definitely one of the that moments is one, where she yeah, was that's true. quite disappointed. That's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, but then, but you see, you, you, yeah, you obviously could predict where I was going. It's like once that opportunity hasn't worked out, um, yeah, you pretty much it's like you're gonna sell your body or, or or not. And there's that you know that little bit of the the scene with the hooker who's like, could you could you leave because I'm you know i mean i'll buy that cheese off of you but can you leave i'm trying to i'm trying to hook here darling and you're driving away my yeah, customers yeah, yeah. so it's like there's a little bit of uh again yeah. shadow self like it's like you know <clears throat> um but i just you know she doesn't want to be a whore um she doesn't want to she doesn't want to she doesn't want to do that porn you know um but she yeah, doesn't want to really die in a ditch either to... you know um it's, f- it's tough it is a really tough film. It's a, it's, it, it's a, it really throws up quite a few dilemmas, mm. um, in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just amazing how like somebody who's just going against the grain can, can just through sheer, sheer nonchalance just by doing her own thing mm-hmm. can provoke so many reactions. Uh, not just from the characters but for you as an audience member as well yeah uh it's uh and that's that's a real triumph of of the film you have to say because yeah you still it doesn't really give you any definitive uh answer or opinions mm. yeah um from a from a story from a storytelling point of view yeah uh it's very it's very open-ended it's very ambiguous and made that's more quite truthful to life in a way isn't it yeah rather because 
life doesn't have like an overarching singular narrative. There's loads of different things at play all the time working together. And I think that's what this film does pretty nicely in in mm. sort of touching upon. I agree. I think like the layering um, of all the recounting of all these locals seeing her and like you said, not really knowing how much time there is between them. Um, it does kind of paint a nice um, little picture of her effect on this little area. Um, and um, as mm. I say, I think it's a real, real good and strong choice to start with her frozen to death. I really think that. Yeah. I, I actually think, honestly, I think that's actually coming to think of it now. Just as a just script, just from a script writing point of view, that's a fucking saving grace, actually, because in in a way, think about this film if you hadn't you you hadn't had that, and it just ends with her falling over in the gutter and dying, it you'd just be like, what the fuck, really? You're gonna do that to me? Yeah. Whereas it's like you already know they're doing that to you, so and it makes that yeah. second half so much more, uh, you know, poignant. Well, then- yeah, it makes it sort of a yeah, it does, and it makes it. I mean, when I think there is that sense of foreboding, mm, for sure, constantly, yeah, for sure, and that uh, fragility mm. of the of that existence and of that way of living um, is already sort of firmly implanted in your mind right from the very start. Um, so yeah, absolutely, yeah. But it's kind of it's one of the oldest tricks in the book, really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, Shakespeare, I think was, like, did that quite a lot when he sort of gave the end right at the beginning, and this is the story of how you get to the to the end. A lot of the time, which was also the beginning. A lot of the time, though, uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's become a little bit hackneyed. It's become a bit cliche. Um, but a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the time I see that and I don't like it. But um, I think it worked really well in this film. Um, yeah. just like with the like we said with the newsreel at the beginning of Robocop a lot of the time when a film mm. opens with newsreel it can really put you off but with Robocop it, it's such strange newsreel that you're you're kind of you're like oh interesting I'm I'm up for this um, so uh, you know with these cliches look there's a reason why there are there, there are cliches because they do work and if if you do if you just which is what I think what the Coen brothers do do really well you just put a just a little. It doesn't even need to be much, but just a little twist, a little bit of pepper on these old cliches, and just just invert them, just turn them a little bit. Mm. They become all fresh all over again. Yeah, yeah, Cli- yeah. I'm not completely against cliches as long as they're done well, and I think this was a really a good example of of starting with yeah. the end at the beginning, and it actually oh, resonated. Yeah. It was a finely made film. Yeah. It was a finely made film. What did you think about the pacing and all the short frames? I um kind of I, I kind of I must say I was noticing it a bit too much at one stage. All the sh- short felt. frames. What do you, what do you mean by short yeah, frames? Yeah, I felt I think the the average frame time must have been really short. Really? Oh. So many What the shot yeah, length? I mean? thought so, but like the length um, of the shots. Yeah themselves yeah it felt it felt like for me there was it was just calling in terms of pacing just calling out for just for some longer longer uh frames Mm. and sequences but it just seemed to cut it just seemed to be cutting a lot i I, I and then and then i kind of just forgot about it okay but i just seemed to notice it 
But obviously that's going to affect the pacing of the film, isn't it? But yeah. If you yeah, just something maybe that I noticed. I can't say I picked up on um rapid pacing, although I have been watching um a lot of Matt Johnson, like I said before we started recording, a lot of uh, Matt Johnson films, and those are insanely fast-paced. Like it's they're almost it's it's just almost too much. They're so fast. So this uh, this actually <laughs> felt very so it seems slow compared yeah, to that. I mean that, yeah, exactly. This 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 felt very <laughs> very slow. Well, not very slow, but but per, you know, nice and calm. Um I didn't it didn't feel fast to me, but um <clears throat> you know, um I I I do suspect it's because of what I've what I've been watching today. Um Yeah. Well, um but yeah, the as you were saying before, the uh, the scene where she's uh she kind of uh, befriends the old lady, uh, mm. the older lady. Oh yeah, we should the, we should talk and, about that. And they get really they get really pissed, drinking brandy together. Mm. And it felt like like this old lady didn't who was up to up to now in the film seemed like she was almost sort of kind of like in this vegetable mm. state, mm-hmm. helpless. She she just sort of comes right out of her shell. Yeah, and you sort of see her as like a real person again almost and i mean that's i mean i say that i mean i but i i i say that i mean hopefully i don't think that myself but i just felt like the film was trying to do that oh I, the film I, was yeah trying definitely to... definitely she she was she was supposed to she i think the thing is she was now interacting with somebody who really didn't want anything from her like or, 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 Abs- you know what i mean it's like yeah. she, all, all, all that mona wanted was maybe a bit of that brandy you know what i mean but it's like she's not after the house she's not after a job from her she isn't really in a and and so it's like i think oh, she's surrounded by her vulture vulture family members and um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's just a little bit of like you know and she even she even says yeah listen i know my nephew's just you know every time he says oh you're you're looking well today he's after my fucking house <laughs> um but little does he know and she, that you know they cheers um so i think i i i that was really charming and it all kind of it was really nice it all kind of it all kind of happens like after that as well, doesn't it? It all come like, it all kind of escalates really quickly. Oh, and she almost instantly. Yeah, almost almost instantaneously. Because she, yeah, because she sort of stops playing that role in that moment, doesn't she? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and it and it, and it kind of obviously like really disturbs everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, the 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 things that she's able to bring out in other people is uh. Const- yeah, the 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 cons another constant theme. Yeah, in the film, and that and that was a particularly good one. Good, good one. Yeah, yeah. that was a great one. Especially how like ornate her house was, you know, with the or make sure you wash the glasses. Uh, and yeah, how everything was all kind of in order and just like living in this sort of museum of the self. Mm. Which was well, kind of where that l- lady was her house. You've become. done it again, mate. There's the episode title: Museum of the Self. <laughs> but, the, but then, when you were, you know, compare it to the to sort of her, her everyday, uh, you know, world. Mm-hmm. I was even that scene where there was houses that weren't even constructed yet. There was some nice colors going on with the color palette there. You know, when the, the construction site where she just sort of sits down by the fire. Yeah. 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 And, and so, and, and, and like sheds a tear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, that was just another really interesting way along with all the, 
the chateaus, abandoned chateaus and everything, all this idea of space and how we interact with space and how different people interact with different spaces was going on quite a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. It's um it's it was really good film. Yeah, it, it really was it was film. a yeah, it was a good it was a very good film. Yeah. It was it was fun. I mean it's um I have to say it's not uh this type of film which is like there is a little bit of sort of like we were saying dream logic but this it, it, there is this kind of cinema verite thing to it as well uh tends to not be you know bleak film what's that film have you seen a film called rat catcher rat catcher no haven't anyway it's a really great film i'm not gonna you know rat catcher is fantastic but it's really it is quite bleak and it's it's like very gray and real to life and i tend to not um i like the films but it's not that's not my uh it's not my frequency it's not what i would choose to to watch every all the time or or even choose to make it's not but 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 as they come in terms of their like this was um i think the character of mona was was really interesting and kept me completely engaged with 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 it even though as a whole this type of film isn't really my favorite type you know you i'm a i you know cinema mm. with a with a every letter capitalized cinema you know i want i like i like mm. spectacle or or even or or just weirdness a little bit more shit that's like cinema cinema but this really i'm not you know i'm not do, i'm not do, i'm not dogging on the movie um i did i did really like it uh, a lot um uh, uh, even despite of it not being my kind of thing, yeah, on the yeah, um, yeah, it do. I uh, yeah, I think again, I think I know we touched on it when we when we sort of more towards the beginning, but uh, it is interesting how this film has grown out of the the French New Wave and how it's sort of kept some of the elements and almost sort of. Totally. Some others, yeah. Yeah, well, critique some definitely, um, mm. and then totally flipped other ones. I completely yeah. flipped it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, well, oh, it was good. yeah. You got any, you you got anything else you want to you wanted to mention? No, I think we kind of yeah. I think I had a good little chat there. Brilliant. Thanks for joining me, Dan. Pleasure. Thank you. And we'll be back next week talking about Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 mystery thriller, Vertigo. See you then.